Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Wednesday. We're coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, Tom Peavy and Brooks Childress from Insider Studios here on South College Street. We've got a fun show today as Auburn basketball gets set for a game tonight against Ole Miss, trying to bounce back from their loss against Florida. We also have Auburn softball on the road against Jacksonville State. Britt Bowen has that call on Kate 99.9 FM, first pitch at 5 o'clock. An hour show, just a short show today. We're going about an hour and a half here on the program because Auburn baseball has a game today as they take on Troy, the first game at Plainsman Park here in 2022 as the Tigers take on the Trojans, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So we got to get off the air so that can happen. Tom Peavy and Brooks Childress here with me. And, uh, Tom, yeah, as I just said there, men's basketball, baseball, and softball all on the campus of Auburn University today. Oh. Very busy day. On all three of our radio stations, you're able to listen to some form of a sports broadcast. So we're busy. Yeah, we talked about it on Monday's show. This is that time of the year where there's a lot going on because you get the merge of winter sports and spring sports. So you've still got basketball going. Now you got all these spring sports. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a busy, busy time. But hey, for an Auburn fan, that means that's a lot of opportunities to go out and watch the Tigers play. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. How are you today, Tom? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, short show, so... Uh, Kind of get in here, get it done, and get Head gone. on out of here. That's exactly, right. exactly. Brooks, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Can't wait to uh, listen to that baseball game later today. I, I've always uh, – I, I would say baseball is my second favorite sport in the world. Right. Uh, behind football, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Auburn uh, baseball had a big weekend this past weekend. Uh, Boy, did they. Out in, uh, out in Texas. Uh, got a win over a top 15 Texas Tech team. And then uh, just absolutely got a really, really big win, uh, dominating win over Kansas State on Sunday. Hopefully they can keep that going today against Troy, a, a pretty decent baseball team out of the Sun Belt Conference. And in-state foe, you're uh, going up against them and recruiting a lot of times right. when you're, you're Auburn. So uh, it'd be a really big win to open up the season uh, or to open up the home slate of the portion today. And we, of course, have Auburn softball against Jacksonville State. Tigers 9-1 and one on the year. They're number 21 in the entire country after a strong performance in Clearwater last week. So several things to discuss on the program and your phone calls are welcome at 334-887-3401 also in our studio today to get us started on this wednesday our good buddy tim gillespie from hometown lenders on the plains is here to say hello to us this afternoon a monumental day in the life of hometown lenders as we had the grand opening just up the road on south college street we could walk back and forth it feels like if we needed to uh, from our studio over there to hometown lenders you heard people with the live remotes earlier from from chandler here on the tiger 95.9 and and annie over on kate 99.9 and had a lot of uh, awesome auburn representation and some folks stopping by from throughout throughout the community so uh tim how are you 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It was a fantastic day, so yeah. I'm still a little pumped up. I want to hear about it from your perspective. Kind of what was the vision going into it, and did everything live up to your expectations with your grand opening? It, it, it did, very much so. You know, we we wanted to present ourselves the same way that we present ourselves on everything we do community-wise, and we felt like that we did. We were able to show that. We did a lot of in, realtor invites, so there were a lot of local people here, but I think the, the biggest thing that kind of kicked it off and we're so proud of is is that Hometown Lenders is actually, you know, buying into the NIL program. We mentioned that earlier, I think, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. it all kind of came to fruition today uh, as the athletes came out. And I cannot, I cannot say enough about what they added and – how how they were just so fantastic in, in, in their interactions with the community. Right. You were excited for them to stop by. A number of football players, Jada Glenn from the gymnastics team, yes. was on hand. Zepp Jasper even stopped by. And I just mentioned Zepp's got a basketball game a little bit later tonight against Ole Miss. He's going to be starting at point guard for the Tigers. And still, Zepp, among many players uh, that are athletes at Auburn University, made an p- appearance today. He did. And, uh, I mentioned something about one-on-one, and, and I thought well, since he had a game tonight, that would be a no, but he, he accepted, so I declined real quick. Uh, but no, So he, you offered, and he said, okay, I'll play you one-on-one, and then he said, nah. I backed out. Yeah. I crawfished. Pro- uh, probably the uh, the right decision yeah, to be made. Yeah, it would have been ugly. It would have been, been bad. Uh, but, yes, the, I, that that just kind of shows – the dedication that these kids have they have such a they have such a a grinding schedule between their academics their athletic responsibilities and for him to come out today and and like i said they they were so gracious in the way they approached today right and you know i understand as a coach you know i know there's probably mixed emotions when it comes to the name image and likeness thing but i do understand that that these young men put their name image and likeness they put that on the face of a university and to be able to give back in that way and to see how graciously they were. It was obvious they were not there only for that reason. Right. They were great. Right. You mentioned, and we talked about this the last time you were in studio, the number of years that you served here in the state of Alabama as a head high school coach, as an offensive coordinator, a number of different stops and that sort of thing. And obviously this is just the first year of NIL academically and then this next football season will be year number two why do you feel that was so important for the NCAA to allow players to profit you know a lot of the guys that have gone on to play D1 that played for you in high school when they would call back and talk to you what were those conversations sort of like how big of a deal is this I think it's a big deal you know you get you get a lot of guys that that go to college and they yes they are getting the scholarship uh, things that are very beneficial to them. But at the same time, a lot of those kids don't have the opportunity to go out and do the same things that other kids do. Simply things like maybe go buy a pizza, you know, go out and have, you know, have dinner with friends and stuff like that. So I think that it gives those students an opportunity to, to even greater amplify their college experience from a social standpoint sure. as well. So I, I think, I think it's going to be fine. I, I think sometimes, the, the naysayers maybe a little bit of that don't give the coaches and the staffs at universities enough credit to understand they're going to manage this thing to where it is uh, in the in the best interest of the of the athlete. Without a doubt. I'm excited to see how it continues to evolve. I'm excited to have 
uh, businesses kind of get the opportunity to do their year-end reviews and see the return on investment sure. that a lot of these players were able to bring uh, with the notoriety that they have and to be able to be on hand on foot and that sort of thing. So uh, let's talk ball in just a moment, but I want to do this a couple of times throughout our conversation. One more time, just kind of let people know, now that we've had this grand opening, kind of what's next and, and, and what exactly is going on over at Hometown Lenders. Well, you know, we started serving the community before we ever had the grand opening in the fact that we did a soft opening. Sure. And, you know, uh, building our staff that I can't say enough about with my wife, Melissa, uh, Smitty Grider, a longtime resident of the Opelika area, head coach at Beauregard. So we have those community roots there so we started that then the grand opening was kind of the culmination of all that sure. to where the the community the, the the realtors insurance agents anybody just just anybody that might be interested in a mortgage could come and see now now they've seen the grand opening and kind of show them what we're about so this was kind of the culmination of where we started six weeks ago and and now we can settle in and kind of concentrate on continuing to build our reputation and the things that we want to do for the people in this community, uh, Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, the entire community. So we're excited. We're excited from when we started, and we're excited where we are today. Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders on the Plains joining us here on the program today. Talking ball as uh, we transition now to Auburn's game coming up a little bit later tonight against Ole Miss. An Auburn football coaching addition as well to their staff. We'll discuss that in a matter of moments. But, uh, Tom, I do want to talk a little bit more about this Auburn men's basketball game tonight against yeah. Ole Miss. Auburn 24-3 and on the season and the Tigers having lost their last time out against Florida. Monday was absolutely panic time on this program for a lot of people. It's been panic time on social media. We've tried to tell people, hello, you've only lost three games. You're still the number three team in the entire country. You still have the best SEC road record. None of that matters. It's irrelevant. Auburn plays back at home against Ole Miss. Is it officially time to turn the page to tonight's game? I mean, it was officially time to turn page to tonight after that loss yeah. against Florida. I mean, any any person familiar with the team or anything like that knows that as soon as the as soon as the clock hits zero over there, you lick your wounds, you move on, and it's time for the next one. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people panicking. There's no need to panic. There are some issues with this team that they need to work out. They've, they've got to get better guard play. Um, we went through the whole uh, box score on Monday's show, and they have got to get better guard play. And, I mean, it's as simple as that. You cannot rely – on Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler to win games for you completely. They can do it, but you've got to have something out of the guards. Uh, Wendell Green has got to figure out his shot again. Uh, uh, Katie Johnson has got to start getting some shots knocked down, and we really got to see Flanagan start playing. Uh, he has uh, – I, I don't want to say a liability, but, I mean, as much as he turns it over and as little as he is scoring, yeah. it almost gets to liability area. So he has got to figure out – the the, yeah. the person that he was last year because he can add so much more. A big decision for him to come back for his junior sure. season. It's been a weird stretch. The turnovers have been an issue. And then against Florida, as you said, not even so much the turnovers, but you played nearly 20, 22 minutes on the floor, right. and he only took one shot. He made right. it, but you need Alan Finnegan to be more aggressive offensively yeah. out there for Auburn. So, But those are the bad. The, the good is uh, you've still got – one of the best players in college basketball on the floor, a six foot eleven guy that can shoot it from anywhere on the floor. Uh, you've still got a seven foot one guy that you can just toss the ball to most times, and he's gonna make a play. So, 
uh, and the fact tonight that you're in home, you're in front of the jungle. They always play better at home, as does pretty much everybody. So, uh, you know, this is a team that Auburn should handle very well at home. Uh, the big thing though, that you got to watch out for, and I know, I know, Wardam Steve's listening, and I always he always asks about does he need to have the heart pills out. Yeah, I mean, with this basketball team, it's always a good idea to have the heart pills there because they have these stretches that they don't look so good. Now, they'll have major stretches where they look like a national championship yeah. caliber team, but then they have these little stretches throughout games where, you know, you're kind of wondering, you know, what happened. We saw it against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt opens up 11 to nothing on right. them. And it's like, good gracious, guys. You know, Things are always way better at home for sure. the Tigers against Auburn Arena. We did mention that start the Vanderbilt start in particular right. yesterday and Tom I think it was Ryan that told Steve how about just a half dose yeah you know instead of a full dose yeah. of trying to have the medication calm you down and the heart rate getting up in an Auburn basketball game maybe just a half dose half tonight dose. because once the second half gets going I think Auburn's going to be able to assert their will and, and and they should yeah I mean this is the Ole Miss team they're they're not bad I mean they, they're still a dangerous team and uh it, it's a team that Auburn struggled with in Oxford but that was also in Oxford so uh, here at home, Auburn ought to take care of business. But, uh, you know, I could definitely see kind of as it has been, there's going to be some stretches of games that start making you a little bit nervous about some things. But I think ultimately Auburn will pull away and, and take care of business. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 If you would like to call in and be a part of our show, uh, Mr. Brooks Childress, how do you feel about Auburn basketball tonight? Um, I, I think that it's going to be another one of those games where you see, you know, Auburn, they've got some, you know, like you said, they've got three losses on the year. Um, that Kentucky, or not Kentucky, the UConn loss, you saw them bounce back immediately and get two big wins uh, right. in the rest of that tournament down there in the Bahamas. The Arkansas loss, you saw them bounce back the very next game and get a win. Uh, uh, I believe that was the Saturday game against Texas A&M right after that, right. correct? And it was, you know, big win at home. Third game, you now lost to Florida, and now you're coming into this one. you got a home game against Ole Miss. Like you said, Tom, it's a very, very talented Ole Miss team. They're not no one to you know, not a team to shake a stick at or anything and say, oh, uh, we'll just beat them easily. Because Auburn, you, you mentioned it, Tom. Uh, Auburn did struggle with them on the road at Oxford. It was on the road at Oxford, as you mentioned, and it you know it's a tough place to play. Auburn has struggled uh, on the road there for the past several times that they've been there. But this is at home. I think that you get back home, you get back in front of your home crowd, you kind of fix those things, and you've got to fix some of those things because you've got a huge, huge game coming up this weekend that could ultimately be the deciding factor on if you win the conference tournament or the conference uh, championship or not. And you go on the road to Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday and take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, you've got to be able to come into this game tonight, fix a lot of those things that you that went wrong in that uh, in that Florida loss. I don't know if you could fix them all in just one game. Because I think that's going to, you know, you just, you got to take a step in the right direction, though. And you've got to make it so that it is, you know, you have more confidence going to that game because you've seen Auburn struggle on the road all year long. Both losses, or all three losses coming away from Auburn. Uh, You've got to be able to go into the Thompson Bowling Arena against, you know, what is it, 20 some odd thousand fans in that building. And you've got to be able to play your your best game of the year on Saturday. And that starts tonight at Auburn Arena. Yeah, after today's game, we'll turn our attention to Tennessee more so and remind folks that ever since Bruce Pearl left Knoxville and became the head coach of the Auburn Tigers after his three-year show cause expired, he has absolutely owned the Tennessee Volunteers, and Auburn has had a number of great wins against his former team. Tim, what's your favorite part about watching this year's Auburn Tigers basketball team? I think that just, you know, the times I've watched them, it's just 
it just seems like that the the energy that they portray. And you know, to me, I, I really like to see you know Kessler. I mean, he, he just seems to me that, that he he just turns it on at times. He could just dominate. I mean, yeah. on both ends of the floor, and you know, and and then the quickness. You know, even even when the guard play maybe is not showing up from a scoring standpoint, they just they they seem to be able to push the lane. You know, get the ball into the paint, That's find true. that lane, <laughs> and, and then, like you said, you got a six eleven and a seven foot one guy that can both do many things with the with the basketball. So, I, I it, you know, being that. It's been a long – I coached basketball a long, long time ago when they told you, oh, by the way, you're coaching the junior high boys. Right. So, you know, for me to be able to sit back in a, as a fan and just watch, that's just some of the things that caught my eyes, the, the energy. So you're telling me when you were coaching the junior high boys there weren't 7-1 players walking around on your team? Not very <laughs> many. Uh, so Would have well, made it a little bit easier, I would imagine, at well, that age. It would. And the first game that I ever coached in junior high boys basketball did not go well. Uh, this is a, a very small anecdote and not very long, but I just didn't really realize that you couldn't say a whole lot to the referee during a basketball <laughs> game. I thought he needed some help. So, you know, and you know how those eighth grade and ninth grade games, they start right after school. Right. Well, I found myself going out to the lobby and the principal who was taking up money asking, Mr. Brazil was his name, and saying, Mr. Brazil, uh, would you mind if I took up money? And he said, why would you want to take up money? I said, well, the referee said I couldn't coach anymore. <laughs> so if you'll go coach, I'll take up money. <laughs> so that was my first experience in, as a basketball coach when I got out of college. And Bruce Pearl's animated himself. I'm sure he's had a number of those, those funny conversations and interactions with officials. Oh, there, there's, too. there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And that's, you know, early in my career, uh, I, was ex- I was a guy that was extremely animated. And my mom – uh, always told me, she said, I, I just want you to be like Tom Landry. And, and I was like, there's just absolutely no way I can be like Tom Landry. So, but I, I, I was very animated and believed in working the officials. So I can appreciate it with Coach Pearl and other coaches. Exactly. Work them. It's not getting on them anymore. Exactly. You're working the officials. No doubt about that. Let's take our first break of today's program. On the other side, 90-second break we've got due up. We'll start to take your phone calls. Tim Gillespie's hanging out with us. And we'll be back right after this on Sports Call. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson, hanging out with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders here with us. And, uh, man, we're having fun on this Wednesday. Short show today, Auburn baseball coming up next. They take on Troy this evening from Plainsman Park. Auburn softball taking on Jacksonville State on the road. And then we also have an Auburn men's basketball game a little bit later tonight when the Tigers take on Ole Miss. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Give us a call. 
to join the show, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 As we go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today, James from Montgomery. James from Montgomery has called into the program. Hi there, James. Hello, and War Eagle. Hey, buddy. Hello. I'm good. Well, I'm just excited to see Auburn actually play against Troy, and I'm going to be listening to that game in a couple of hours from now. And seeing, Perfect. Uh, to seeing, uh, seeing if we're going to actually beat the Detroit Trojans tonight. I mean, this evening in Plainsman Park as well. And I hope we have a great opening weekend um, planned out for the uh, newcomers of the Auburn uh, 2022 uh, roster season as well. Yeah, the baseball team, they've got a new team. They're 2-1 and one on the year, which is super exciting for them, James. And they got the big game tonight against Troy. So I'm hopeful that they're able to walk away with a victory, my friend. Yes, as well, because we do need that um, big victory uh, this evening. And I just heard uh, last couple of weeks where I was uh, looking at the uh, 2022 roster, and we actually have a new player from uh, Puerto Rico. I wonder who's who's that guy that is playing for Auburn uh, this uh, evening. I would have to I would have to do some research myself. I know the big time newcomer that the Tigers have is Sonny Deshera, who transferred over from Sanford and he's hit the ball really hard, has come close to hitting a number of different home runs on the season for the Tigers through the first just three games, which is really impressive. So I think this Auburn baseball team is going to be really fun. Obviously, the number of times, I mean, it's so many times it's hard to keep up with, that we've had Butch Thompson, the head baseball coach of the Tigers, be on our show. Uh, That guy's just someone that you absolutely want to root for. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Joseph Gonzalez is who you're thinking of from Puerto Rico. He's not a new player. He's been on the team before, but he's the only Puerto Rican player for the Tigers, and he's one of their best well, pitchers. Well, I'm hoping they'll put him out um, on the on the mound for tonight and actually seeing uh, – well, actually hearing some uh, great things after that game wraps up, and I'll probably listen to the uh, – Amen. To, to the um, – Radio broadcast. From the radio broadcast on that game as well, and seeing, uh, and then after that game is over, then I'll just have to uh, wait for the Auburn women's softball team to actually uh, take in um, on that. Uh, yeah, they play at the same time today. They play at the same time, and uh, Auburn softball takes on Jacksonville State. Yeah, so I'll be listening to that game as well. And then for the nightcap, I'll just see Auburn versus Old Miss and seeing what uh, Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith are actually going to do against a uh, good sellout crowd in uh, Nova Arena uh, that's going to be actually uh, being the name yeah, Neville for Neville Arena will be the big name change as well. I'm just trying to get uh, used to it, so I'll just probably, you know, get it down packed as well. Yeah, but we know you I will. Know, I know it's going to be kind of an easy run for Auburn, and I'm going to be rooting for Auburn to actually pull out a big win uh, tonight when I see these Tigers actually uh, do an upset to Old Miss as well. No doubt. You have any final thoughts for us today, James? Well, I'm actually going to be seeing uh, round two of the USFL draft and seeing who the Birmingham Stallions are actually going to be picking because I know yesterday uh, round one was all everybody from uh, different other uh, other schools that yeah. we just got. And I'm going to just see who we're going to pick for yeah. round two. I've seen a well. number of different Auburn players from Sal Canella to Calvin Ashley to John Franklin III, a, a variety of former Auburn guys that have 
found out that they're going to get the chance to play in the USFL, which is really exciting. No doubt about that, James. Yes, I saw. And then that's going to be actually a really good uh, season for us to actually have a good win on April the 16th. So I'm going to actually be watching that one um, when that actually kicks off with Perfect. Uh, the with the uh, Generals and the Birmingham Stallions as well. So Perfect. that will be a really good uh, classic game as well. Well, we can't wait. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch, and we hope that you enjoy Auburn Athletics for the rest of the weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy, okay? All right, sounds good in War Eagle. War Eagle, our buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401. Auburn football has announced that Ike Hilliard will take over as their wide receiver coach. A big-time move for the Tigers as Ike Hilliard was a standout wide receiver for the Florida Gators uh, in 1996, was a first-round pick in the 1997 NFL Draft, spent eight seasons playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, four seasons playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and has spent the last 11 years coaching in the National Football League. His most two recent seasons being with the Pittsburgh Steelers with wide receivers Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. He's got a ton of NFL experience, and that officially concludes the year two staff for Brian Harson. Tom. He's put his whole staff together, and the addition of Ike Killiard is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, a lot of Auburn fans ought to remember Ike Killiard from the days when uh, he was wide receiver with Florida under Steve Spurrier and Danny Werfel was the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ike Killiard was one of those – one of the many Florida wide receivers those days that would just give everybody fits, and Ikeeler definitely gave Auburn fits back in those days. But uh, he's now a Tiger uh, on the coaching staff, and uh, uh, you know the only thing that you have to question because he has been in the NFL for so long is is how is he going to do as a recruiter? You can be a great coach, but you got to be able to get these guys in here. How is Ikeeler going to be as a recruiter? That we don't know. Um, I think that would be the only knock that you would have on this hire is that you just don't know how he'd be as a recruiter as right a, as a coach he, he with that nfl experience he's got to be incredible and he obviously he knows the position from playing at florida his playing days in the pros his coaching days in the pros so uh I, you know it's a great hire as far as the coach goes but you know he's got to be willing to get out there on the road and knock down some doors and sit at the uh, table with the mom and dad and convince these wide receivers that auburn's the place they need to come how do you feel about that? I kill your hire. Well, you know, the thing about hiring somebody like that, you obviously when he goes into the recruiting situation, you've got the wow factor. You know, you've got that yeah, – you, you, you bring instant credibility. True. Uh, so with a with a parent of, of, of a child that is going to be playing for him, you, you know that this guy has been in a situation where he's not only – been taught but he's been a teacher so that credibility i think will go a long way when he gets in the door and you know to be a great teacher you got to be a great communicator so he's obviously done a great job as a communicator and a teacher in an nfl program so going in and communicating with a parent uh i believe that that it'll probably become second nature to him uh and and like i said i, I think it'll be a great hire because obviously from the technique standpoint of you know you you know like you said a lot of times just being a great player does not transition into being a great coach. But obviously for him, it did. So right. yeah, I think it'll be an easy transition for him. And just the success that he's had, right? The the twelve year NFL career, absolutely the average NFL career, we forget this because we talk college football so much, is only three point three years. No, no doubt. And, and I kill your put in twelve as a player. Right. Four times that 
and then has spent over a decade as a coach at the next level. No doubt. And, you know, look at the different personalities that that he had to mesh with as a player and then as a coach, you know, having to be able to communicate with different personalities. You know, everybody has their own little niche. So, obviously, with that long of a coaching career, he was able to find that niche within players and, and be able to get them to buy into the way he was teaching. So, that all that – combination put together probably makes for a pretty dang good wide receiver coach. I'm sure the day he was hired as the Pittsburgh wide receivers coach three years ago he was asked about this a number of times and I did not think to know what the answer was but I'm just sitting here thinking like wait a minute you do the I kill your timeline guys as a player his quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and then he just finished two seasons mm-hmm. coaching with the Pittsburgh Steelers where the quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger. No, he so he was, a, he was catching passes from Big Ben, and then he was coaching wide receivers on how to catch passes for Big Ben. Another way to show you, Big Ben was there forever and yeah. did it really well for a really long time. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and obviously, like I said, that transition and for him to be able to be familiar with Ben as a player and right. then be able to translate that to coaches. So it all goes back in, in my – what I believe is he's got to be a great communicator. He's got to be a guy who can transition, be a little bit of a chameleon in, in, right. in whatever situation he goes to. So I think that uh, for Auburn, that is probably a very good and exciting hire. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 to be a part of the program. We go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is here with us today on the show. Hi, Steve. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. everybody's voices. Mr. Gillespie, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, how about a big, big war dam to Mr. Travon Reed? Yes, yes we, we, we yes. talked about it on the show yesterday, but a former host on this program and getting the promotion and adding recruiting relations director to his title, a bit of a pay bump for T. Reed, and he signed an extension, which is amazing. Well, there's an excellent article written by Philip Marshall uh, yesterday that if you haven't read it, please, if you're an Auburn fan, read it. It's entitled, Trevon Reed's Heart <clears throat> Has Never Left Auburn. Have you read that? I have it, but I need to. Knowing how much I love T. Reed and, and talked to him earlier today, I need to find out what, uh, what P. Marsh had to say about it. Well, he uh, on his Twitter account, he uh, tweeted the following uh, after announcing his uh, new position. He said, Dear Auburn family, I promise to give you my all, T. Reed. Perfect. We expect so, nothing less from him. <clears throat> And speaking uh, about uh, some more players of ours who deserve a great deal of war dam, that would be another article that I just came across today. If you haven't read it, uh, then you I heard you strongly read it. It's uh, on Sports Illustrated's daily cover by, a, I guess, a sports writer, journalist, Jeremy Wu. Are you familiar with that name? I'm not familiar with that name, no, sir. It's really a lengthy article, but well-written, not only about – uh, Mr. Javari Smith, who they have a full uh, picture, digital picture of him on this digital uh, front cover. Sure. But it's entitled, With His Mesmerizing Jumper, Jabari Smith is the fulcrum of Auburn's ascent. His stay will be short, but first he wants a national title. Right. And so they talk about all that, and they talk about how his upbringing, uh, in fact, he apparently loved cooking, and uh, that's interesting, but uh, just a lot of you know, details about uh, his development, uh, his father's involvement, and uh, also about uh, our other players uh, that are mentioned in the article. So it's, it's really a good read 
uh, I strongly urge you to tweet if you're an Auburn okay. uh, fan. Sounds good. All right. Guys, I hear you. I think it's a great get. Yeah. No, we're fired up about it. I think that uh, Coach Gillespie here in studio with us broke down a lot of uh, good positive things uh, about what he could bring and, and the credibility that he instantly has as soon as he starts recruiting. Well, there's apparently some great comments being made about this hire uh, that Auburn just made. By Mr. Chris During, no less, no less. Yeah. Have you seen his comments? I haven't seen uh, Chris During's comments, but uh, he and Ike Hilliard play together in Florida. So uh, if anybody, Correct. if anybody is familiar with Ike Hilliard and the type of person he is, it would be Chris During. Well, the uh, bottom line that he uh, definitely emphasized his wide receiver skills. He said, "This gentleman, he says, will do apparently amazing. Uh, he's facing to do really amazing things uh, at, at this position at Auburn because he says." He emphasizes attention to details. Perfect. Says, no. uh, apparently, Chris Durning says a lot of receivers go to the NFL don't seem to know very much about the fundamentals of being a wide receiver, which he says I figured would teach uh, our wide receivers uh, what to attend to and what to not attend to. So uh, this is a, a heck of a hire. And I guess from now on, guys, I will shut my mouth at about you know moaning and whining, complaining about uh, – former Auburn players going somewhere else because uh, now we've got Mr. Ike here and he played for Florida. That's right, and our linebackers coach played for Georgia. Exactly. Now, about tonight's game, guys, I heard you comment stuff. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, they, they tend to haunt me. I, I guess better be careful what I continue saying, but let me ask you this, guys. Is this Miller time game or is this going to be a Pentabismal time game? Well, see, and I, like I told you, or like you probably heard me say, I would at least go ahead and have it on standby just because there are times that this team struggles even at home, and, and it just kind of makes you scratch your head. But I think ultimately when you get a, into the second half of this game, Auburn's going to pull away, and you'll be able to put the Pepto back in the, uh, back in the cabinet and crack open a Miller Lite. So uh, more Miller Lite, less Pepto, but have the Pepto on standby just in case. I got you. Now, I did not – I was not aware of this record, guys. Uh, but Ole Miss has been apparently a thorn in our butts yeah. since uh, Coach Pearl's been there. Coach Pearl is 5-9 and nine versus Ole Miss teams. I did not know that. I, I was unaware of that stat as well. But, uh, you know, what, what has happened in the past is in the past. I mean, this is a whole different team than Auburn has fielded before. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, would – you, you would have thought that Auburn would have broken that streak against Florida. I mean, they haven't beaten Florida in Gainesville since 1996. You kind of figured that would be the, the end of it this year. But, no, Auburn goes to Florida and they lose again. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's not mean, go in Florida on that one. Yeah, but, I mean, if, they're, if they've struggled with Ole Miss, yeah, you know, maybe. But I think ultimately they're, they're playing at home. They're in front of the home fans. I think Auburn, Auburn gets it done pretty easy. Not, I don't want to say easily, but handily. Well, let's hope so that you're right, Tom. Because uh, uh, I'm going to start maybe having to uh, invest in some stocks in Petrobismol. But uh, Mark Murphy made some observations a few hours ago. Uh, apparently, he was watching the, the team practice yesterday. He said, I watched a lot of practice yesterday. Okay. And if the Tigers shoot the ball as well as they did on uh, Tuesday, their chances of winning are good, I believe. So uh, hopefully, that means uh, the team is really up for this game. Uh, and I want to get your take, guys, on this. I for, for us for us to maintain a number one seeding and to win the SEC championship as well, it's, it's my it's my conclusion that we have got to win three out of the last four games remaining. 
Do you see it any differently? No, I mean, one you're in a good position if that happens. Yeah, I mean, you. I I don't think that's necessarily. I have to, but uh, especially if if Kentucky beats Arkansas this weekend, let's just say if let's just say if Auburn loses to Tennessee and Kentucky beats Arkansas, then then Auburn's got to win to to keep that tie. Um, so, uh, the tie over Kentucky because they have the tiebreaker. So you know, at best, you want to you want to end the season at least in a tie with Kentucky and you win the tiebreaker. But uh, in order to do that, and just got, for seeding purposes, because we had this again and it, it, it will right. come up. But when Auburn won their first SEC regular season title under head coach Bruce Pearl, they defeated Tennessee in the one head-to-head meeting. Right. But you were still only just co-champions. Tennessee is still able to claim a co-championship. Kentucky would still be able to claim a co-championship. The difference being that Auburn would be the one seed in the SEC tournament because they had the head-to-head, but Kentucky would still have the opportunity to win the SEC banner, much like if Arkansas found themselves in a position to tie for the lead in the conference Arkansas would be co-champions with Auburn. Arkansas would be the one seed having the head-to-head win over Auburn. But Auburn is still permitted and allowed to say that we're SEC champions and hang a banner. Oh, gentlemen, you know, when I said number one seed, I was referring more to the number one seeding. Right, in the the NCAA NCAA tournament, tournament. for sure. For sure. But you got to play through the SEC tournament as well. And obviously, the selection committee doesn't make those designations until after that conference tournament comes to a close. Steve, got about two minutes left with you. Two minutes left. All right. Well, guys, I've run out of things that I can ramble about. Awesome. So, uh, you guys going to the game? Anybody? We will be at the game a little bit later this evening, myself and Ryan. Okay. Well, uh, please. uh, uh, shout out a few war dams for me. Okay? Oh, yeah, we'll take care uh, of you. I, I hope the place, you know, is just loud as all get out. And I hope these guys, you know, decide that they're going to start executing better because these games are, are a lot more important and matter now uh, in this last stretch. And I, I'm sure, I'm sure Coach Pearl is going to tell them, you know, let's kick it up a notch. No more of this first half or first five minutes being behind 11 to nothing uh, to teams that shouldn't be in the ball game. So with that, guys. Always love hearing from you. Thank you very much. My time is up. I always thank you for your time. Until tomorrow night, have a safe evening. And tomorrow afternoon, talk to you again. War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. Our buddy retired War Dam Steve joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 as Auburn gets set for a basketball game a little bit later tonight against Ole Miss. Big test coming up for the Tigers as, uh, again, they're trying to bounce back from a difficult loss. It's been awesome to have our buddy Tim Gillespie here with us inside the studio. What a day it was for you. Uh, Big time grand opening. Uh, Looked like uh, a lot of work was put in to make that happen and uh, become a reality, Tim. Uh, It it was. You know, we have great corporate support. Several of those Several of those guys came down actually for the grand opening, so we had very, very many hands. It took a village. Uh, the NIL program was great. We look forward to continuing that. Look forward to continuing to come and get my sports fix with you right, guys exactly. during the week. Uh, and, you know, we, we try not to throw too much mortgage stuff in there. It's sports talk. Right. But at the end of my segment, I always have to say, you know, thank you for allowing Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as I represent hometown lenders, uh, we're here for the community. Come by and see us. We are at South College Street, 1943A. We are your equal housing lender, NMLS 200 You guys, thanks for having me. 
Have a great time tonight we'll at the basketball team, and I'll be here next week. Can't wait to talk to you then. That's Tim Gillespie joining us here inside the studios. Tom Brooks and I are back right after this break. That's never happened before. I, wow, Tim got, got you, me. Tim's <laughs> got you choked up over here. <laughs> this is something. We're back in a moment on Sports Call. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson, Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, and Javon Cutler is with us now. Our thanks to Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders for stopping by to say hello to us for a little bit. In studio, exciting things happening with our friends over at Hometown Lenders. Very awesome grand opening today. Zepp Jasper, Owen Papo, Anders Carlson, Brandon Council, Landon King, Jada Glenn, I mean, I'm forgetting people at this point that were there on hand, which was amazing. A great turnout for them and our Tiger Communications staff, our sales manager, Wendy Drost, doing awesome things. And then uh, Chandler Cross and our buddy, uh, or excuse me, our friend Annie Bond over from Kate made things happen a little bit earlier today. All right. We've just got a few moments, honestly, left here in today's show because we got to get off early. Auburn baseball's coming up a little bit later here on Tiger 95.9 FM. But before we do anything, we need to make sure, as we do each and every day, we celebrate our fine birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right. It's February 23rd, 2022. Not as exciting as 2-22-22. Still a palindrome, however, back and forth. Javon, who's celebrating a birthday? Yeah, we got five birthdays here on February 23rd, 2022, and basketball happy birthdays as well. To kick off the list, turning 27 years old today is Andrew Wiggins, forward for the Golden State Warriors, previously played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 2022 NBA All-Star, his first ever All-Star selection. 2015 NBA Rookie of the Year. 2015 All-Rookie First Team. 2014 Big 12 Freshman of the Year while at Kansas. First overall pick of the 2014 NBA Draft, and he has some sports blood bloodlines in him as well. As his father Mitchell played in the NBA, and his mother Marita ran track in the Olympics for Canada. So happy Amazing! Birthday, happy birthday to Andrew Wiggins, turning 27 years old today. Sticking with NBA birthdays, 20 turning 26 years old is D'Angelo Russell, guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he's also spent time with the Lakers, Nets, and Warriors. 2019 NBA All-Star, 2015 Consensus First Team All-American while at Ohio State, 2015 Big Ten Freshman of the Year, and he was the second overall pick of the 2015 NBA Draft, so happy birthday to D'Angelo Russell, turning 26 years old today. Happy birthday indeed. Turning 25 years old today, also in the NBA, is Jamal Murray, guard for the Denver Nuggets. A lot of NBA birthdays at the top. We're rolling right here with the NBA. 2017 NBA All-Rookie Second Teamer, 
2016 first team all sec member while at kentucky 2016 all sec freshman team seventh overall pick of the 2016 nba draft and a fun little tidbit about his background is that his mother is syrian while his father is jamaican so how about that pretty unique amazing bloodline right there by jamal, jamal murray, murray. Turning 25 years old and also a guy that not too long ago went crazy in the NBA bubble back in Orlando. I'm sure a lot of people remember that about Jamal Murray, but turning 25 years old today. Okay. Switching over to the NFL, turning 79 years old today is Fred Blitnikoff, former NFL wide receiver who played from 1965 until 1978, all with the Oakland Raiders. He was a Super Bowl VI champion, Super Bowl VI MVP, 1972 first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, 1964, consensus All-American while at Florida State, third-round pick in the 1965 NFL Draft, 1988 inductee of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the Blitnikoff Award, which is named after him, is given to the best receiver in college football annually. So happy birthday to Fred Blitnikoff, turning 79 years old today. And last but not least, NFL birthdays and birthdays overall today, turning 41 years old is Charles Tillman, Nicknamed Peanut, former NFL cornerback who played from 2003 until 2015 with the Chicago Bears, but also spent a season with the Carolina Panthers. 2012, 2012 first-team All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, forced the most fumbles in the NFL in 2012. 2013 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award recipient, played college football at Louisiana, was the second-round pick in the 2003 NFL Draft, and upon retiring from the NFL... You joined the FBI How in 2018, that? so what a career path for Charles Peanut Tillman yeah. celebrating his 41st birthday today. As you said, Peanut played just one season with the Carolina Panthers, but it was the year that they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. Alongside Josh Norman was the opposite quarterback from Peanut Tillman, so a really good Panthers defense before he walked away and retired to end his career. Andrew Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell, Jamal Murray, Fred Bolitnikoff, and Charles Tillman are all celebrating their birthdays. As uh, look, we take a look at our birthdays in sports today. We got two Canadians celebrating their birthdays in Murray and Wiggins. And uh, Brooks Childress is as American as they come. That's right. <laughs> but we do want to wish happy birthdays. To our Canadian friends in the sports world, can you imagine you're sitting in a um, in an interrogation room, and you're you're waiting to be questioned <laughs> by the FBI, and they're saying, "Yeah, Agent Peanut will be in here in just a second yeah. to talk to you." <laughs> That's a fun little hy- hypothetical situation is, there. Yeah. I like that. We're gonna have Agent Peanut talk to you in just a second, and then it's, just then, a it, moment. then it's a former NFL cornerback walks into the room, oh. and you're like, "Oh no, what did I do? <laughs> oh my gosh." Yeah, that's awesome. All right, 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 If you would like to call in and be a part of the show, Javon, what do you think about Ike Hilliard being the new Auburn wide receivers coach? I think it's a good move for Auburn. It gives you another guy that gives or that has NFL experience. Of course, Nick Eason, they hired last year, had NFL experience right. prior to joining the Tigers. So And a big year for the defensive line. Yep, so you correlate that. Perhaps, even though I know the wide receiver room is bare right now for the Tigers. Perhaps Hilliard can instill some NFL wisdom into these players and give them some little tidbits that'll help them out in the long run because, of course, some of these receivers are trying to get to that next level, and Hilliard's a guy that's been playing in the NFL. He played for 12 years. He's a guy that was highly successful in the NFL, highly successful, of course, at Florida. So I think for Auburn, it's a good hire. Um, It's a hire that I didn't expect them 
to make, um, and he's had a lot of success, like I mentioned, with the Steelers as well. Um, from their wide receiver corps, and they've always had, it feels like, a top 10 wide receiver corps the past couple of years in the league. So I think for Auburn, it's a good hire, and I think that he's going to instill a lot of um, confidence in these receivers and bring something unique to this football team. And I misspoke a little bit earlier. I killed playing in his NFL career with the Giants uh, as opposed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I got to clean up and, and get better. Has been a coach the last two seasons with that Steelers wide right. receivers room. Uh, but was not catching passes from Big Ben during his playing days. I don't know where I got confused reading, but that's where it was. And, uh, yeah, four seasons with the Buccaneers. That part was accurate and has spent the past two years with the Pittsburgh Steelers as their wide receiver coach with Chase Claypool, with Juju Smith-Schuster, with Deontay Johnson, with James Washington, and all their talented wide receivers up there in the black and gold. But everything still remains the same, that you've got that NFL experience. That's what players really want to hear. That's what Alabama and Clemson and Georgia sell their recruits on, and now you've got someone who can kind of help send along that message, which really helps Auburn football. Yeah, and like I, I mentioned, that you know the only question about Ike Killiard is going to be how he recruits. And, and obviously the name, the name value goes a long way. The playing time in the NFL and coaching time in the NFL goes a long way, but you still got to be able to get out there and recruit. So now the one thing that is positive about that is he is a born and bred southeastern guy. He he's not he's not a northern kid that came down here and played at Florida and then went off to the NFL or a West Coast kid that came over and played uh, for Florida. He's from Louisiana. He is a, he is a born and bred Louisiana kid that went to Florida and played. Uh, you know, so he knows the southeast. He he he's very familiar with the southeast part of the U.S. and and how football goes down here and what it's all about. So uh, I'm sure he's going to be the type that can get out there and get it done and uh, hopefully start bringing in some of these stud receivers that uh, Auburn has just desperately been missing out on uh, the, over the last several years. I don't care what type of uh, you know stuff that Auburn you know gives you to decorate help decorate your offices you're if you're um moving into your office there your first uh decorations on those walls should be signed pictures of all those pittsburgh wide receivers that you coached yeah that should be your first decoration on the wall you should get a recruit walk in and you know you're trying to recruit a kid they come and sit in your office to talk a little bit they sit down you look to your left oh hey look there's a signed juju smith schuster picture oh look over here there is you know it's I think that's a really big get. I talked about it when Nick Eason was uh, hired as uh, the defensive line coach. You've got a guy that's coming in from the NFL that knows what the NFL wants in wide receivers, and you coached some really high-level wide receivers. Pittsburgh knows how to draft wide receivers. They know quality wide receivers. You always look at in Pittsburgh, they always have phenomenal wide receiver cores. You know, he knows what he needs to do, what type of wide receivers these teams are looking for, and a specific specifically got tongue-tied there specifically what high-level nfl teams are looking for in a wide receiver and that's going to play really really big on the recruiting trail the first hour of our show has come to a close on the other side of this break well we wrap up the show as auburn baseball set to come on the air in just a little bit the tigers taking on the troy trojans alongside brooks childress javon cutler and tom peavy my name is jj jackson one hour of the bucks and we're rolling
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. And by hour, I mean, I don't know, 10 minutes here of the program as we're set to get off the air here in just a little bit. Auburn baseball has a game against Troy. Auburn softball gets set to take on Jacksonville State coming up at 445 airtime on WQNR Kate 99.9 FM. And then Auburn men's basketball tonight against Ole Miss from inside Auburn Arena. Sonny Smith, the Hall of Fame former coach of the Tigers, will be sitting alongside the voice of Auburn, Andy Burcham, and they will have an incredible broadcast for you coming your way a little bit later tonight. Can't wait to see Auburn basketball back in action here today. Can't wait to see the baseball and softball team compete and get more results as their seasons are so young, but good to see them get underway. First true road test today, Brooks. For this Auburn softball team as they played five games at home and then five games in Clearwater, Florida, neutral site contest. But today they're going on the road to play a true road game. Yeah, first time you're going to be uh, have this pitching staff and this uh, entire Auburn softball team really in a hostile environment per se up in Jacksonville, Alabama. Um, and you're going up against a team, Jacksonville State, that in over the past few years has made the uh, incidentally tournament several times. So it's not a it's not an easy opponent in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but what we saw this past weekend down in Clearwater, what we saw the first weekend, uh, which carried over to this past weekend, this Auburn softball team can play with some of the best teams in the country, and so I don't expect the uh, tonight's game to be a loss for the Auburn Tigers. Obviously, you never know what can happen. Softball, is, uh, softball, baseball, basketball are all very finicky sports where you can just have, a, have an off night uh, offensively, and the other team can take advantage and win the, win the game, but... I think that uh, no matter who is pitching tonight for the Auburn softball team, you're setting up for another big weekend here on the Plains. You got several teams coming into town uh, for another one of the uh, one of the early season tournaments here in Auburn. So I think it's a really good opportunity to go on the road and test. Uh, you know, get a little bit of a road test. It's not you're not going on the road to one of these you know big time SEC uh, powerhouses to start off your road schedule. You're going into ja- going to Jacksonville State. Uh, so it's a hostile environment, but it's a little bit more muted than some of the environments you're going to see down the road. I think it's a good opportunity for Auburn softball to get a quality win on their schedule and get a quality road win early. Something that's been encouraging about this softball team so far has been the amount of runs they've been racking up because something that we complained about last year, or you could say the Achilles heel, was that the pitching was fine. The pitching would always, I'd say, at the most give up three runs, it felt like. But then that offense... Maybe they'd mustered up, muster up a run or two and then Auburn would fall short. But this year it feels like the offenses come more alive. They're more dynamic. There's been a bunch of home runs being hit. So I think this offense has come alive for Auburn softball. And you pair that with the Auburn 
softball pitching that they already have with a dynamic duo of Shelby Lowe and Matty Penta. I think this team is poised to make a huge run through the SEC, but I'd say through the first 10 games or so, it's been encouraging to see this Auburn softball offense come alive to pair with that dynamic pitching. Perfect. As we said, again, the softball team leads the SEC. Not only have they improved the offense, well, they lead the conference through the first 10 games and run scored slugging percentage and home runs. Amazing, amazing stuff from this Auburn softball team. All right, as we uh, get set to move forward and get off the year today for the program, let's give you a nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Our nightly TV guide is brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Tom Peavy is here with us in the studio. Brooks has the nightly TV guide for us. And then I want to hear some things that Tom has been watching. Remember we used to get we that used from to do time that. to time? Yeah. And we never get it anymore. Vikings was a Vikings big one. Vikings was always a big television pick for Tom. Yep. And we never hear that input. So you, we've got five things yep. always posted on social media. Give me those five highlights, Brooks. And then Tom has to talk. I'm forcing him to talk <laughs> to close out the show. Well, unfortunately, you can't watch Auburn baseball tonight. Not streamed anywhere. You can, however, listen to it right here on Target 95.9. First pitch coming around 5 o'clock. Uh, with Brad Law on the Auburn Sports Network. Uh, you can, however, watch the Auburn softball game at 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Auburn takes on Jacksonville State. You can also listen to that over on our sister station, 99.9 Kate FM. 5.30 on FS1, we got Creighton taking on St. John's, a good basketball matchup in the Big East there. 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN, number 7, Duke travels to Virginia. The Fighting Tony Bennett's take on the Fighting Mike Shashevskis, so should be a really fun. Is this the last time these two coaches are going to square off in the regular season? Un- in the regular yeah. season, yes, unless they were to meet in the uh, postseason. Postseason. So yes. uh, maybe the last meeting ever between Mike Shashevsky and Tony Bennett. Gonna so be should fun. Be, uh, should be a really fun basketball game there. Also, six o'clock on ESPN two. TCU visits number twenty Texas in the Big Twelve uh, rivalry clash there, and then at seven thirty tonight on the SEC Network. Ole Miss visits number three Auburn at Auburn Arena. You can also listen to that game on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9 with the Auburn Sports Network. Perfect. All right, before we close out, the Nightly TV guy brought to you by Coca-Cola. How do you want to pose these questions to Tom Brooks? Tom? Yes? What have you been watching lately? Uh, late, well, lately, it's just kind of been whatever I find on, whether it be History Channel, Travel Channel, Discovery Channel. Is there something? Is there a, a show that you're, you know, you're, you're flipping through the channels and you're lately you're like, I'm always going to stop. I'm going to watch this no matter what's on, mm. what, it, what, it, whatever episode it is. No, oh, man. not really. It's random. But I'll, I'll tell you this. So, um, what do you a, see on the Travel Channel? Uh, there's a lot of different stuff on there. Isn't the Travel Channel like mostly it, like like paranormal paranormal stuff, stuff now? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much become what the, the hell? it's pretty much become the paranormal channel. Yeah, explain like, that to me. Amish hauntings. That, um, well, no, that's that, that's some freaky I, stuff. Actually, I will say this: if uh, an episode, if uh, if I'm flipping through there, there's a show called Paranormal Caught on Camera. Uh, I will pretty much always stop and watch that because some of the stuff that and it's like people have either filmed it or um, like cameras that you know your city cameras and stuff like that. It's like C the, stuff, CCC camera. I'm, and it, it's like paranormal stuff that has been caught on cameras that there's some weird stuff. You're like, I don't know how to explain that. Now, are you so, watching this at noon or at like nine o'clock at night? Uh, this is night. Uh, oh, see, so you, you, I'm usually you, sleeping at you noon. You go with, <laughs> so you, you do. I don't, I've never watched that stuff at night. It just freaks me out. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Well. So, but now I'll tell you though, the show that is actually currently running season that is running, it doesn't come on tonight. Um, but, uh, on discovery channel, I believe it is, is battle bots. 
Um, okay. New season of BattleBots is going. It comes on every Thursday. That used to be on big time, t- like on ABC or something, oh, was, right? Really? When it first debuted. I think you're right. And it was on Chris a big Rose network. was doing yeah. the play-by-play, which threw me off or whatever. Chris Rose the, is still doing the play-by-play. Right. But it's on Discovery Channel now. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's play-by-play for BattleBots. Yeah. It's I I didn't yeah. I got play by play tomorrow night for Auburn women's basketball. But how about BattleBots? And the, and I think co- that's where your true talent shines. I think so. And the color commentary is by a former UFC fighter. So, <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, Kenny uh, Kenny Florian. But you will watch BattleBots. Yes, every time. I, every time. Okay. Uh, I I didn't. It's something I never thought that I would ever be into because I've never been into robotics or anything like that. Holy crap! Those things are fun. That is just, it's incredible to, to, to think about the fact that these are 250-pound robots that are getting, like, thrown through the air. I mean, it's like, that's just stupid. I think it'd be fun to be in one of these, like, designing are meetings the, for them. It's like, what, are, what weapon can we put right. on this thing? Are the uh, people that operate the battle bots, are they entertaining? Yeah. Like, I feel like you got to have a couple of screws loose to say, yeah, so, I want to try wow. to make these robots well, throw they, things at people. Well, and they have... Um, I mean, most of them. It, most of them are like very what you would think of as nerdy, you know, nerdy yeah. engineering robotic type. You think folks. I was ever mistaken for a nerd in high school? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. but but they all <laughs> they all have so. they kind of have characteristics that go along with their robot name. So like, there's one robot called Witch Doctor, a very famous robot called Witch Doctor, and they all dress up. Uh, and these like voodoo type outfits with these big hats and skulls and so they, oh. they're kind of like a voodoo group um, there's like a Captain Shredderator and they come out with Ameri- they come out with American flags and things like that that's pretty so, good yeah. that's pretty good I like that all right. Well, that does it for our show today. Tom, good to see you. Should we develop a sports call battle bot? We need to. Let's do that. Into yeah. We need to. We, we come up with all these amazing ideas. We, we could probably get with the, some of these robotics teams at the university and put and make it happen. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that Auburn already doesn't have somebody involved in it. Yeah. Should we bring back the Thunder Chickens? That's the question everyone wants to answer. Should oh. the robot be named Thunder Chicken? Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. There we go. I like it. Tom, I'll see you on Monday. I'll be here. Javon, we'll see you soon. Yep. See Brooks, you. thanks for stopping by. No problem. That does it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone that tuned in and called into this edition of Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Alongside Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler, and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.